Hey, everybody, what's going on? We are live at the Cog and Crank here in Long Beach. You are listening to the Cyclecast, and uh, we're located at 4250 Atlantic Avenue. What's going on with my co host? What's up, everybody? You know what it is. Willow here. How's everybody doing? Woo-hoo. What's up? Yay, Willow. <laughs> we're out here in Long Beach today. <laughs> We're always out here in Long Beach. <laughs> What's going on, man? What have you been up to? Man, I've been working a lot. Working a lot. I went yesterday. I went to the uh, Rat Pack ride in Torrance. Oh, really? Yeah, it was pretty cool. How was that? It was good. It got a little chilly afterwards. Of course. Getting, ocean wind. I almost got a little mucus going on. Oh. Uh, I probably should have wore a sweater. Get Mucinex. Nah, but it, yeah, I went home. We didn't oh. really ride, but yeah, we chilled with those guys. It was fun. It's always a pleasure riding with those guys. Were there a lot of people out? No, nah, it's probably like seven, oh. eight of us. Okay. Yeah, but we ride. That's not bad. Yeah. Were you guys pushing it? Was it a chill ride? It was a chill ride. Okay. Yeah. I try not to ride too hard during the week because I got to save it for work. Right, right, yeah. right, right. But right. I fucking still went out there and did a little something. That's cool. Shout out to Rat Pack. Mm-hmm. Other yeah. than that, that's about it. What's up with you? What's new? Dude, nothing's new but the... <laughs> I, I, I wish I had something good to say after that. <laughs> oh, like, that's what it is. This is what I was gonna say. Nothing's new but the rent, dog. Oh man, <laughs> you gotta pay the rent, bro. I heard some black ladies say that once. I don't know if it was on TV or in person, but it was funny to me. And I was like, that's the truth. <laughs> well, you do have to keep a head over, uh, roof over your head for sure. You do, you do. It's What's the first up? of the month. Same old, same old, same old. Um, there's a lot that happened within this past week. There was a lot that happened within this past week, and uh, shout out to Luis from OC Breakless. He had a the Tour de Naranja. Right. Right, 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 right. That was a lot of fun. That was a dope, dope race. What did you think about that? I thought the I thought the scenery, the, the road that they chose, it was dope. It had a little bit of everything. Okay. Uh, there was a lot of rolling hills. It was dope. It was 30 miles of just straight pushing. Yeah. It was a little hot, too, but it was fun. It was definitely fun. So, yo, team, your team, Cerro Miedo, uh, they got first place in Tour de Naranja. Yeah, man, it was our uh, first team win, which is dope. We worked together. We were able to to manage a break. Well, Caesar and uh, Caesar, my teammate from Cerro Miedo, Caesar, and Kanan uh, from GOK, they were able to break away together, and uh, we waited to the gap got a little little bigger. And then my uh, my other teammate Robert and myself, we ended up, you know, breaking from the main peloton to catch the uh, Caesar and uh, Kanan, and we worked together to stay away, which was cool. That's dope. I was on the back of Shazad's motorcycle, and uh, excuse me, and uh, we weren't able to get your finish. But how how good of a finish was it? I mean, how what was that? What was the distance? Like, what was the the break? Oh man, to tell you the truth, I didn't even I I didn't even look. As soon as I was done, I just went to go sit down and grab some water. Yeah, but I'm not sure how well, I'm not sure how big the gap was, but there was a little gap. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a pretty big gap amongst everybody, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, I got I got some really good footage of everybody. Uh, it's it's a good race, and I saw I saw some of the guys drafting the girls. That was dope. Yeah, yeah. Did you see that? Pushing. Did you see that video? It was. Um, it, that's a, you know that's what's one of the first times I ever seen uh, Joe Celso do one of those type of races. Oh, really? That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's like different environment instead of just a close off crit. Right. This was like live traffic. Right. And they won. It was dope. Right. Oh, yeah. No, that's good. 
you know, there was a lot of, there not a lot of drama, but in the video that we produced, um, we had a lot of scenes of cyclists, or I shot a lot of scenes of cyclists blowing the reds, you know? Right. And uh, I, you should have heard some of the cars or some of the drivers, like, complaining. But, I mean, it, it, it's part of the race, you know? But people on the internet were complaining that it makes cyclists look bad. Well, I can't call it right now. Dog, Okay. <laughs> I totally understand. <laughs> I totally understand. Uh, alley cats are, they are, they are kind of Well, you gotta understand, alley cats, people always call these type of races alley cats, but alley cat is a race that was put on by messengers. It's like a checkpoint race. That's an alley cat. And, you know, and then you have a street race, which is just a regular 30-mile street race, but they always label every race an alley cat, but nah, it's, it's not an alley cat. It's just... Street race. This was a street race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But with the street race, okay, so thank you for correcting me on that. No, it's all good. With the street race, like, there, with the footage, like, there are people complaining, saying, like, oh, you guys make cyclists look so bad, blah, 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 blah. But this is what I, like, don't understand is that, like, to be honest with you, yo, we blow red lights. I know I do. Uh, Yeah, you know, but at the same time, I don't, look, y'all know what's up. I don't encourage it. But the only thing I do say, know your limits. Don't try to do anything that you're not sure if you can. Know your limits. That's all I can say is know your limits. All right. But, yeah, you know, in these type of races, some of that stuff may go down. Yeah. 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 No, I totally understand. Race at your own risk, pretty much. You know, we... um we want to see we want to see safe riding. We all love riding. We don't want to see any accidents or anything like that. It's important to stay safe. But also at the same time, we also think it's kind of important for these organizers to figure out how to make it safer for people to ride. Well, do you see what I'm saying? I'm 50-50 th- on that. Yeah, it should be safe. Okay. But at the same time, I think that you still need to have that element of, you know, skill. Right. So how safe do you want to make it? Safe to where it's boring? Mhm. You know what I'm saying? What, what's the objective? I think, I think some of the races that the the you know the ones that we do on the streets, they're well organized. They do, uh, you know, some courses that are crit courses that are dope that mm-hmm. are safe. But at the same time, you know, you can have an accident in the peloton on a safe course and get more injured than riding out there in the street. Right. But it's it's just a risk we take every single day. Right. Right. But right. what what do you have in mind? Um. I don't know. When it comes to races, I think I think Wolfpack does something good by having like their streets shut down, but not everybody could do that. You know what I mean? Not not everybody could could I mean there's a lot of work that goes into that. You know? And money. And it's money. a lot of work and exactly. money. Exactly. Money that. and and these organizers, you know, they get they get prizes and maybe even money at sometimes from their sponsors. But mm-hmm. it's it's not enough to be able to to accomplish that, you know what I mean? Um, I've never honestly organized a race. I'd love to be able to do it one day, and I, I and I will, you know. Uh, well, you know what? Is when you organize a race, the first thing that comes into mind is rider safety, right? Okay. First of all, because as far as in the streets, 
you have to take in in uh, in consideration some of the riders that don't have a lot of skill, but are still putting the effort forward to you know join the races. Right. So you have to make it somewhat safe. You can't just throw riders out there and expect them to you know they know what they're doing. You got to well at least me I I take in consideration that fact. So you try to make a race a race as safe as possible, but to do something like Wolfpack Hustle, uh-huh. you do require some bank behind it. Right. You know you need some backing on that. But uh, yeah, I mean the street races are fun. Some you know, like OC Breakless, they host good race, good street races, and all of them are safe. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? So no, it was just interesting to see. You know, it seems like every time we put out one of these videos, somebody's complaining about something. You know what I mean? And so it was very interesting. But then again, you know that's people's opinion. Right, right. And you can't be mad at I'm, them for I'm having an opinion. I'm not mad at it at all. I love the idea. Like people even watch the videos. I love the idea that people have something to say, whether it's good or bad. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's mm-hmm. it's interesting to see what it was and I didn't expect I thought people were going to see like those red lights and be like oh shit that was crazy and some did say that but also yeah. at the same time there were people like no no I mean you're going you're gonna to have you know the best of both worlds you're going to have right. the cons and the pros it's, that's part of it you know uh, I, I don't know to me like I said if you're going to be doing it just be careful and know your limits I don't encourage it I don't but if you're going to do it then you know just know your limits make sure that you're always safe man like I said always take a calculated risk if you're going to take one right 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 but I don't encourage just to go fucking out there and go balls out man nah that's but not how great you going to win dog if you don't go balls out <laughs> See, I guess. Well, that's the thing. That's where technique comes in. That's where you know? technique and skill comes in. You know, you gotta know your how to stop. You gotta know how to react in case the fucking the window that you thought was open closes up on you. Then what do you do? Shit, I'm jumping on this fucking curb, right. dog. Fuck it, I gotta do what I gotta do. But you know, that's why I said you always gotta know your limits and you gotta take calculated risks. I blew a stop sign today. And uh, I didn't see, you know how sometimes you might like blow a stop sign or you might blow a light? Right. And uh, I can't call it. Oh, yes. Okay. So there's like another (laughs) car. There's an, it's hard to explain just to like explain it if I didn't have like, I needed a diagram. And long story short, I almost got smashed. Okay. By a car? Yeah, 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 yeah. And what? it was just earlier today, huh? And I maneuvered out of it so well, I was—I had a smile on my face, like coming out of it. <laughs> like, it I was, did that. It was so sick. I saved it my own life. So sick that it was like I know all the cars panicked around. We were like, "Oh shit!" And then like, "Oh, he made it," you yeah, know? Like, oh, we almost got smacked. Yeah. But he good. He good. Yeah. Oh, you, that's and to be honest with you, like it was something I probably shouldn't have done. I should have just uh-huh. waited. It was my impatience, uh-huh. you know. And I'm being honest about it yeah. but uh, by God's grace I made it through but I think it's something like you know if you if it's if it is something you gotta do you gotta really you gotta really calculate the risk you know what I mean yeah if the cars are clear cool but this was 9am Santa Monica Boulevard that's hella traffic yeah. you, see what I'm you gotta know you gotta know man you always gotta be aware of your surroundings right but yeah, I mean, shit, it can happen to you when you are aware of your surroundings. Exactly. Then you right. safe. Right, you could be 100% safe and you could still catch it. Mm-hmm. So it just depends. I I'll always try to be aware of what's going on at all times, no matter what, especially when I'm riding. Yeah. And then uh, also there's there's kids, There's uh, I see the kids riding with two earphones in their ears. 
Y'all gotta keep one out, man. Really? Y'all gotta pay attention. You think yeah, so? Y'all gotta pay attention. Yeah, Dude, man. I ride with two headphones. See, and what if they're. Nah, man, look. No. You gotta leave at least one out. You got to. The reason why, I'm gonna tell you straight up. I, ride, I love riding with two headphones. If I can't ride with two headphones, I don't ride with headphones at all. I cannot ride with one headphone in my ear because I feel off balance. No bullshit. That. I. I don't know what to say. To well, that. I'm serious. I have one in, and I'm like, ugh, because I feel like, because I'm hearing two different sounds. I'm hearing one major sound of traffic mm-hmm. in one end, and I'm hearing dope-ass music in the yeah, other end. That's the whole beauty of it. It's like a mix of the no, city dude. and the, whatever you're listening <laughs> no. to together, and you blend them, and you just go hard. What if you have your headphones in, and you just keep the music a little down? You know, sometimes these guys have their headphones in, and they well, have the music turned all the way up so they don't hear shit around nah, them. No, that's the thing. They, I would recommend writing with one earphone, because what if somebody yells, hey, look out for that runaway bus coming right behind you. Boom, you Yeah. <laughs> ride with one earphone only if you're going to ride with music. Ride with one, one earphone. Just saying. Ride it safe, it man. throws my head off. It really does. I've tried. There was, some, there, look, there was this kid at a DTLA race that we did, uh, put on by Throne, I believe it was. And this kid was riding in the front peloton on the first hairpin turn. And he had both earphones He's on. He's an idiot. You don't do that and, in a race. Yeah, and then I'm like, hey, hey, kid, just be careful. And he, that's when I knew. I was like, oh, hell no. As soon as I, I passed him up, he almost dropped a few people in the very first turn. That was all really? bad. Really? Yeah, so you got to ride with at least one earphone on. So if you hear somebody yell at you, you know what I'm saying, you're able to, to react to that. Uh-huh. Two earphones, you're not going to hear shit. You're going to get somebody fucked up or yourself. Yeah. Okay, yeah. no, that's a good point. Thank you for bringing that up because, yeah, yeah. But you, you, I guess you do you. Yeah. You, I know what you, I guess, I mean. Okay, what do you think about those people that have those big ass fucking, I understand earbuds, but they have fucking drays on their head while they're smashing. You know what I mean? We've all seen it. I'm not it. mad at that. <laughs> Look, man. Like, those shits aren't going to fall I'm off. I'm not mad at that because, they're you know, they're kind of flossing and they listen to music at the same time. I have. I used to ride with some of those, so I'm not mad at that. Really? Yeah, I had some Dr. Dre beats at the uh, Critical Mass rides back before the your homeboy started showing up. Okay. And by your homeboy, I mean the Poe. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> those are my friends. <laughs> but that's cool. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, I used to ride with them. But you know, I had one in the front and one in the back, like a real DJ. Okay. Yeah. You on your same. DJ riding shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wasn't DJing. I was listening to music, dog. All right. All right. Now, that's a good point. You got to stay safe while you're riding. Whether you have one headphone in or none in, or you got to stay safe either way. You know, yeah. it's so important. Hey, like I said, don't take no risks if you don't need to. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. And even if you need to take a risk, you got to really calculate that shit. You that's know what right. I mean? Don't die. So, um, yeah. So, check this out. We got a message uh, from somebody asking us that uh, they wanted to know a little more about ratios, Edgar. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people have ratio questions. There's so many different, you know, cogs and and rings, chain rings, and all that shit out there. And... Uh, People just want to know what's good. You know, the first number refers to the number of teeth in the chain ring, and the second refers to the number of teeth in the cog, right? right. Okay. Define what the teeth are exactly. So the teeth are where the chain, uh, which makes the bike actually move, is where they sit. So you have a chain ring in the front where the pedals are, and then you have a cog that goes to the rear rim, and that's where the chain 
It's like the uh, the chain belt for it to move, pretty much. So that and the number of teeth, depending on what amount you have, it'll say it on the chain ring and it'll say it on the card. Right. So like for me, I like to ride my gear ratio that I like to ride is 49.15. Okay. You know, so that's a 49 inch uh, chain ring in the front and a 15 teeth cog in the rear. And uh, if you go on uh, online, and you can go on Google and look up uh, gear inch chart, and it'll show you all the numbers. And uh, yeah, pretty much, uh, it just depends on what you like. Like me personally, I like 49.15 because that's what I started with. It's what I'm more comfortable with. But if if you were trying to look for a specific one, I would I would test them all out. What does forty nine fifteen do for you? What do you feel when you're on that? Well, it's it's a gear that doesn't make my legs spin fast, and it's also not too heavy to where I can't move it and uh, sustain it for a longer period of time. To whereas if I have a heavier gear, which is harder for me to move. Okay. But. Uh, What's an example of a heavier it's like gear? More power. Something like, well, for me, something like 4814, you know, which is a smaller chain ring in the front, but a smaller cog in the rear. And you just ha you'd have to look at the gear inch chart, and it'll, and it'll show you from, I think, 12 inch, I mean, uh, a 12 teeth cog from 22 uh, chain rings to all the way to like 53. You know what I'm saying, and depending on what uh what you're looking for. But what I would say is look at the chart, check out the numbers, and just just change them out. See which one you like the best. Mm -hmm. I'm running a 48.16. That's a, a high cadence. So you're spinning your legs fast for sure. It's an easy gear. That's a good gear to have to roll around. Doesn't hurt your knees. You can go up hills easy. So, yeah, like I said, I was thinking about running uh, 4815. Do you think what would happen if I put a that's 15 a, that's instead a of 16? Solid gear. Yeah, that's, that's a, a good gear, too, 4815. Really? I want it to be easier to go up hills. I want to be able to stop easier. Yeah, it's, well. it's a little bit harder, but it's, that's a good gear ratio, too. 4815 is a solid gear ratio for the city, roam around, travel, right. stuff. It's good. Okay. Okay, cool, cool. But, like, yeah, uh, a lot of people, they, they hit me up. What gear I run, but that's my gear. That's that's the gear that I like. That's the gear that, you know. That's the gear that I'm more comfortable with because I've been riding for a few years now, and uh, I was able to to switch them out and test them out and see what I like and whatnot. And 49.15 was what I'm comfortable with. But everyone's different, right. you know. Some some people would like to run 53.16. That sounds big, but to some people it's nothing. But no one. No one has to run the same gear inch. No one has to run a bigger gear inch. It's just whatever you're comfortable with. So no gear, no gear is wrong. It's just whatever your body, whatever your legs are comfortable with. Right, right. Okay. So, I mean, I guess it's pretty relative then. Because if, let's say, you're on a flat street. Yeah, for like a flat, I would use a 48.14, a 49.14, 15.15. 
50-15, that's me. That's me. 50, yeah, 15. for a flat, all flat, no hills. That's just a uh, heavier gear, and yeah, it's like more power. Yeah. Right, right. What about if you're going uphill, like hilly street? On the hilly street, uh, 48-15 is solid. Like Griffith Park, what would you what would you do at uh, Griffith Park? 49-16 is cool. I could do that. Or 48-15 is solid. 48-15, yeah, that's all right. It's, uh, it's not a hard, uh, super hard gear, and you can still spin it real easy. And it's good to stop on the descend if you have, a, like I said, a brakeless setup. So it's pretty cool. 48-15 is cool. And going into, uh, like, a downhill smash. Because you, you won't spin out, you know what I'm saying? And, but, and at the same time, it's not hard going uphill. Yeah. That's not bad. That's not bad. I think ratios are, like, I remember when I first started riding and, and my bike mechanic was talking about ratios, and I was so confused because I was like, dog, I'm just trying to ride my bike right now, you know? <laughs> but, that, you but, know, it, now we're getting deep when it comes to, like, ratios. So, but that's more or less for, like, the average cyclist slash racer, I guess you can say. But for those that don't know that just ride bikes, um, I think standard they come 4816. Yeah. 4616. Oh, 4616? I think oh, so. Right. Yeah, because I remember my first oh, bike right. was yeah, 4616. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's a really spinny gear. It's easy to commute on. So, yeah. So, you have the option to upgrade, like I said, depending on what you like. So, the higher the ratio, the harder it is to pedal, but the farther the distance the bike goes. So, for example, I remember when my mechanic said, he was like, he gave me some specific number, and he was like, well, you could roll two feet with one rotation. And then with this ratio, you could roll two and a half feet with one rotation. And I was like, what are you talking about? What do you, can you explain that? Did you know what he was saying? Honestly, I do, I understand what he's talking about, but I don't know how to explain it to you. That's hard. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I understand him, but yeah, it's all in the gear inch. It's all in the gear inch. And all the information you can find it on Google, really. But like me, I don't even have an actual computer. So I just go based off of body feel, just whatever I can feel. But yeah. But really what he's talking about is depending on the gear inch, like say for example, if you have a 4816, you're going to spin more. So, you know what I'm saying, you're going to have more skid patches if you want to save tire and shit like that. As opposed to a heavier gear where you're only skidding on the same section, you're going to burn your tire out. Yeah, so it just it depends on what you like, like I said. But yeah, but you're right. That's getting more technical. I'm not that far ahead. I'm cool. Yeah, it was, like I said, it was so technical and I was so, I was just shocked. Because I didn't know it got that technical. But, again, everything can kind of get technical if you get into I it. I mean, don't get me. I'm, I'm learning as I go. But ain't no shame in my game. I, I'm going to ask questions. When I first started uh, racing, I kept asking people questions over and over. And I'm pretty sure I annoyed the shit out of people. But that's the only way you learn. And I also picked up a lot of information from online. But I just kept asking questions over and over. People were getting annoyed. But... You know, once you do it for yourself, and then with the information you can intake, then you'll be good. You'll be good. What what kind of questions were you asking? Oh, do you remember any of the questions yeah, that you're like, asking me for? What gear ratios, especially gear ratios? What gear ratios should I run? You know, for my weight, what do you think, man? And, and uh, I don't know. Uh, I guess, like I said, that's uh, I guess getting more, more. Yeah, but I don't know. I honestly don't know. Maybe if you uh, like, say you lift weights, bigger legs. Yeah heavier gear but uh, they say weight you got to breathe more you know more muscle you got to breathe more so i don't know that that's getting a lot more technical into i just started i learned last year about cyclists peaking at a certain time of their racing career like hitting the 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 top yeah i didn't i didn't even know that
that cycles up? I mean, every athlete, every athlete peaks, right? Is it once a year or in their whole entire career? What do you mean? I don't know. That's what I'm asking. Can you peak once every year or... Or is it I like, mean, yo, you, you reach the top, that's it, you're that's done? It? I don't know. I mean, I, I, a cyclist peak, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. I would figure that would probably be just like in your, in your career. Like, you've pretty much reached the highest pinnacle that you, could, that you could get to, I guess. Whether that's winning an alley cat race or a cat five race or a cat one, you know? Well, that's, I mean... I guess I don't know. Maybe, I, I think don't I'm know. hoping that you peak every year. I, I don't know, man. Okay. Right. Oh, hey, if, if you haven't peaked yet, good luck to you. <laughs> it's yeah. It takes time, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> no, nah, and then look, man. I, I'm trying to. Uh, I've been slowly but surely stepping it up, trying to, you know, start being more uh, in tune with my training because I let work be my excuse not to train. It happens. It happens. What are you What are you doing? What's like the number one thing you're trying to fix up in your training right now? My conditioning, like just so I can uh, last longer. That's what I'm working on. But I, like I said, I'm going off of information that I find on the internet. Okay. Yeah, I don't have a personal trainer or anything like that. Is there anybody on the net? Any videos or any blogs? Or you just kind of Google things and take a whole bunch of information from anybody? I Google and then I also I'm on YouTube a lot. I watch uh, the Bahati racing stuff. He, man, you can learn a lot from the Bahati videos on YouTube. You gotta go on there and check them out. You'll you'll learn a lot. Yeah, yeah. So he does. I didn't check the views. I'm pretty sure he does because if the footage is dope, the action is dope. Yeah, he's at the front. It's sick. Yeah, so, he, and, he, and he tells you, you know, like, the play-by-play, it's sick. I think we talked about it in the last segment, but, but yeah, if you, if you really want to learn a little more about racing, he does a good job on YouTube as far as uh, running it through. Um, but, yeah, but also I, I Google stuff, exercises and stuff like that, you know. I don't, I don't go to a gym either, so everything I do, I do it at a park or at home. Have you thought about going to the gym and just, I think just squats I, I think it's going to have to. I'm going to have to, but... I, it's going to take a little I'm telling you, a little I, time off my hands. For I sure. don't ride. I don't, I don't race. I, I mean, I ride, but I haven't raced like you have. But one thing that I can tell you is this. I do do the gym. And let me tell you, fool, when, I am doing, when I'm on my squat game, I feel like I can jump like Mario. Afterwards, I swear. Yes, I'm. After I put those weights down, I'm like doof, and I feel like I can just like just just take off. And when I get on my bike, I just fucking feel it, and it's a squat. And so it's it's the fucking squats, and and I could tell, I could tell when I'm not at the gym, I could tell when I'm not like when I'm not on my squat game, because sometimes it's tiring for me. Like anybody that knows, like it squats will they they kick your ass, you know. And but you feel the difference when you get on your bike, no, right away. Oh really? Yes. All right, then I'm gonna start lifting then. You need you need to get your squat game up. No questions asked. All right, I'm gonna get my leg power. I'm not having been showing up to leg day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna show up. I'm gonna show up. Yeah, yeah, it'll definitely do it for you. Um, do you fuck with any kettlebells or anything like that? Some what? Kettlebells. No, I don't. Okay. I know. I, I do know. some off the saddle workouts. I mean, if you call soccer on Sundays, a workout. 
listen, I'll, you need maybe, probably for you, a 45-pound kettlebell. You, can you hold 45 pounds in your hand? Can you, so you think you can swing around 45 pounds? Who are you talking to? I'm talking that Edgar Willowatas. Okay, I think if you got a 40, and you could do this at home, dude, wonders with the 45-pound kettlebell. That's, that changed my life, too. That helped my cycling game as well. You said 45 pounds. 45 pounds. Anybody, I, I'm saying 45 for you because you, you weigh 150. You probably lift weight, or you don't lift weights, but I think you can handle it. For anybody, I started off with a 35. And I'm a pretty big guy, but I still started off with a 35. You just want to kind of be easy with the weights and easy on your body, you know? What did that kettlebell do for you? The kettlebell, it helped me with my upper strength. It helped me with my core. And I felt as soon as I started working out, because I just, like most people, just go on my bike and road, you know? And then when I started swinging this kettlebell around, I've noticed that I could grip better, you know? And my grip strength was out of control, you know? And I felt like my arm strength, like I, I just felt so much more control, upper body control while I was riding. And again, I'm not a professional. I'm not, you know, I just fucking, all I did was buy the kettlebell and I used YouTube videos. That's it. You know, and stayed committed, and I felt the difference in my cycling alone. You know, I already told you you ain't gonna get into no race, man. We, I, I called Dean out last night. He's gonna try and race this year. I told him, man, he ain't gonna race. I called Edgar during the week, and I was like, I didn't like when you called me out like that. I think I'm gonna start getting into Cat Five racing. This fool goes, okay, we'll see. Man, he, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. All right. Inshallah, fool. Uh, <laughs> shout out to homie Shaz- Shazad. <laughs> yeah, shout out to, <laughs> shout out to <laughs> homie Shazad. <laughs> that's fucked up. Okay. Oh, Anyways, man. that's cool. But that's he ain't cool. gonna race. He's not gonna race. He's not gonna. No, no. All right, we'll see. We'll see. Anyways, Edgar. So Soul Cycle. You've heard of Soul Cycle. We spoke about them a couple of weeks ago about their indoor cycling. Do you remember? They're on Hollywood, right? Yeah, they're in Hollywood. They have a couple locations all over the L.A. area. But the Hollywood one is the more known one? Uh, I, they have a TV show called Hollywood Cycles. There's, no, that wasn't it? Nope, correction. That was not it. Sorry. <laughs> uh, no. N- now, um, they're allegedly, they're being sued uh, for forcing customers to purchase certificates that have a very short expiration date. Wait, a certificate for what? A certificate to cycle, pretty much, inside of their facilities. Wait, wait. Uh, so you pay for the certificate, and then that's it. You ride, and then you're allowed to come in and and do the you know spin classes that they have. Do you have to pay for the spin classes on top, on top of, of the that? certificate? Yeah. I'm not sure. I would hope not, because that sounds crazy. I would hope you'd get the certificate and. And it would, it would allow so many, uh, I guess, classes within a certain amount of time. But the issue was is that it was expiring soon. The certificate is like the ticket. The certificate is the ticket. Yeah, so it's a one-time certificate. Okay, oh, correction. So you pay for it's it? It's a ticket, uh-huh. yeah, and it's a one-time ticket. It's a ticket as a ticket. Okay, okay. Yeah, start over again. It's a... So you buy, so you buy a certificate. The certificate you mm-hmm. buy for one time, or, or for multiple times. Okay. So, but this lady bought a one-time certificate. Okay, I'll pick it up from there. I'm a, I'm a chime in. I'll pick it up, okay. and then you take it from there after I'm done. All right. No, it would expire okay. too soon. Too soon, Ready you'd have bit? to buy more. 
Ready, man? Yeah, yeah, it's rolling. Right. So when you buy the ticket, the certificate, what does that entail? What do you get? Um, I believe if you just buy the one, it's like one ticket per course or per uh, per class. Yeah, 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 yeah. And how much is the ticket? Great question. What do, do we know how much the ticket is, Yvette? The first class, I believe, is something like 30 bucks. Okay. 30 bucks a ticket, pretty much. How long the is first the class? One. Can't be any more than an hour. You're, they're paying $30 for somebody to... Teach them how to ride a bike. No, they're not teaching them how to ride a bike. Well, they're indoor getting cycling. Exercise. $30? What's your consulting fee, Edgar? <clears throat> how, much would you charge, how much would you charge to consult? How much would you charge somebody if they're like, yo, man, I really want to learn how to ride in the streets? This could be a good business for you. There's a lot of rich businessmen that want to feel important, right? Okay. They want to feel like they're doing something dangerous and fun. They're like, yo, I hooked up with this guy that's a street rider, and I feel empowered. No, there I, isn't. Dude, I swear to God. No, there isn't. I swear. And what, they willing to pay for classes they're, like this? Oh, yeah, they're willing. Yeah, they'd be willing. They'd be willing. How much would you charge? What's your consultation fee? They always say you should you should always know your worth, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I would charge for something like that. But if uh, somebody wanted some classes, yeah, let drop a line. Let me know. What am I some extra money in my pocket? Hey. Yeah, so if somebody wants to drop me a line, they want some street classes, I'll be more than willing to help you. You know what I'm saying? I won't charge you $30. <laughs> I'll give you a good deal. Okay. Yeah, and I'll give you some secrets, too. That would be cool. Secrets. <laughs> that, that would be cool for you to, like, charge people to really learn how to ride. You know, Nobody because pay the thing for is, my type of class. It's hard for people to ride aggressively. They don't know how to ride aggressively. It's not, like, aggressively. You know what I mean? You just, when you're in the streets, there's a certain rhythm that you need. I think what you're trying to say is people want to learn how to ride, how to stay ready. Yeah, exactly. And I can do that for you for a low, low fee. A low, low fee <laughs> on the low. And you're going to teach you how to ride on the low. Yeah, and I'll, and I'll hook you up with some secrets. Okay. <laughs> okay, nice, nice. Um, nah. nah, but that'd be dope. I mean, I don't know anybody that would actually pay for that, but. I guarantee you. Like adrenaline say. junkies? Is that what you're saying? Not a. I, there are people that just want to learn. Not necessarily adrenaline junkies, but there are people that want to learn. I guarantee you that somebody's going to hit you up. There's some kids that need to learn. Yeah. They'll pay you $15 for the adults. hour. You know, I'll be down. $15 an hour? Hell yeah. Just to ride? That's a living wait, that, wage. That's minimum wage. Nah, man. That's not minimum nah. wage. Well, not yet. Not <laughs> but I need to get paid a little more than minimum wage. I'm just saying. Don't even get me started on minimum wage. Two classes, $15 you get an hour. even bigger deal. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, nah, but, uh, yeah, if you guys want to take some classes in some technical street riding, I'd be down to show you. Um, going back to the soul cycle thing, yeah, so it's pretty much one ticket, and what the problem was, let me read this. So, uh, Rachel Cody of L.A. told ABC News that she was infuriated at the fact that her single-class cert uh, expired after 30 days of purchase, and that's one single class. And so you buy the certificate, and they go, well, you got to use this shit within 30 days. Good luck. And there are more expensive certificates that have a longer expiration date. So they want want you to buy the more expensive ticket that has a longer expiration date. That's kind of fucked up. 
Well, yeah, I mean, she should have uh, made a date to go to the class. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> if you bought Bitch, the ticket, class, okay. you know what I'm saying? I bought the ticket, I'm going to do it. All I'm saying is I don't have to buy a ticket, and I ride, I ride when I want. Exactly. I don't have to pay $30 That's to jump That's a very on my good bike. point. And I'm in the streets. That's a good point. And I'm spinning. Yep. Not a class, though. Right. <laughs> right. But no, nah, but I mean, 30 days, isn't that, isn't that you know, minimum? 30 days, Ish, isn't that the minimum? I mean, there shouldn't be an expiration date on, on things like that. I mean, at least six months, you know what I mean? How are you going to make somebody do something within 30 days of a certificate? What if they bought it for somebody else and, you know, somebody's schedule is too backed up, you know? Sometimes people just can't jump like that. A few years back, I signed up for a bartending class here in Long Beach. Really? And that certificate lasts forever as long as you have your receipt from when original purchase. And I had that receipt. And you can go back to the class whenever you want. Recap on anything that you forgot or anything like that. Did you, did you actually do the bartending class? I can make some drinks. Nice. I can make some drinks. Nice. Yeah. We learn something new every day. I got y'all. one that I make that's really good. What is yeah. it called? It's a specialty. It's called the specialty? <laughs> it involves tequila and squirt. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> it's te- regular. It's regular. Tequila so. makes my bones hurt. What? Yes. I've... I do not feel the same the next day after tequila. I don't drink. I don't but either, if actually. I do correction, drink, correction, correction. But if I do drink or when I'm having a good time. Say it. It's either cognac, whiskey, or tequila, and not in that order. I don't fuck with beer. I don't like beer. Okay. I taste it all kinds. I don't like it. Really? Yeah, I'm cool. You don't like Modelo? Nah. What's the other? I just, you know, I prefer to drink a different type of drink, not necessarily beer. I'm cool. I never got a, never got used to drinking. No, I don't. To be honest with you, alcohol really. I just feel funny when I drink. I don't not feel funny like I'm drunk, but I just feel kind of like. Uh, no, nah, but to everybody that drinks beer, handle it. Yeah, look, I, I've been offered beer, and because I said no, they look at me weird. Like, what's wrong with this I, motherfucker? He don't drink too. beer. What I've the gotten fuck? that too. <laughs> He's gay. You know? Yeah. Well, nah, nigga. What? I just don't fuck with beer. That's just not my drink, man. But somebody comes up to you with a bottle of cognac. They're like, "Yo, G, you trying to swig this dog?" Shit, I know my limit. Okay. <laughs> right? I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. Okay. I'll take one. <laughs> okay, that's what's and up. And then once I take that one, who knows? I might want two. Who knows? But yeah, I just don't drink beer. Not my not my thing. Okay. Yeah. You know, I've uh, I've taken a swig in celebration podiums. That's about it. But why not, man? Yeah, I'm happy. Right? Yeah, no, All that's right. cool. That's cool. Do you drink beer? Not really. No. No, you don't like I, beer either? I'm not gonna. You'll never see me in my fridge. You'll never find beer in there. You'll never see like I'll never buy a pack of beer just to drink or anything like that. If somebody's like, "Yo, you want one?" To be polite, I'll probably have one or two or something like that. But it's not like my go-to. I'm gonna be like, "Yo, you got Pepsi?" Yeah. Shoot the Pepsi. A Pepsi. <laughs> I'll respect you more if you give me I a Pepsi. I thought you like Coke. Look, man, it's a love-hate relationship. Are you a Pepsi sometimes or a Coke I, guy? Sometimes I'll go with Pepsi and I'm like, what's up? Sometimes Pepsi's acting up and I'll go with Coke. I'm like, what's Whoa, up, Pepsi's bro? acting up. <laughs> you're a flip-flopper. How do you get acting? <laughs> I juggle them both. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, I, yeah, offer me a soda instead. But at the same so- time, that's not good. That's nah, not good. No, sodas I'm, will do it to you. They're that's sh- my uh, addiction right there. I'm trying to quit. Really? Yeah. But it's hard because I'll go good for like two weeks and then I'll just have one. And one turns into ah oh, fuck that relapse, yeah. But I'm, I'm I've been drinking more water now, so it's cool. I um I shoot photos at this restaurant, and at my photo booth at the restaurant, they um 
they have I'm right next to the bar and I have full access to the soda gun at the bar so I have unlimited soda all day where is this day. at? Buca de Beppo and when are you there? Uh, I don't want to say. That's fucked up. Shout out to Buca de Beppo and Encino. Yeah, uh, yeah if you uh, see me come through, watch that soda pistol. Oh, yeah. yeah. You'll have soda all day. <laughs> and photos if you want some. Hell yeah. But, um, but yeah, man, soda will do it to you. I, I just. It, I used to love soda, and uh, I, I had to stop because it was just too much sugar. I used to watch my dad be able to drink one soda in one, like, gulp. Just He would open it, and then just go, nice and cold. Seven Ups, too. Seven Up is all right. It's all right. It's all right. Lemon sodas are my favorite. I like those. Sierra Mist, Seven Ups. This isn't a soda podcast, by the way. We kind of got off subject, but it's all good. Let me go on to the next segment, man. For uh, sure. So, yeah, I uh, hope uh, uh, Rachel Cody gets her uh, certificate <laughs> pre-approved because 30 days. Come on now. Bitch, well, get in the streets, all right? I'm just saying. <laughs> That's going to save your on. money. Hire Edgar. He's gonna get, he'll teach you how to ride for less than $30, okay? But, yeah, good luck, Rachel. Hell, yeah. <laughs> also, moving on to our next segment. So, I don't know if you've seen this. Uh, my producer, Yvette, showed me today the Smart Halo. I saw it. Uh, this is a gadget uh, that shows you how to turn by yourself, turns your fixie into a smart bike. It's a, a Kickstarter campaign originally asked for 50000 And as of yesterday, these motherfuckers received over $200,000. And it might be more than that by now. They might be at a quarter million because the thing is, is that if none of you guys have seen it, this smart halo is really dope. So think of it, think of it like this: it goes pretty much on the center of your handlebars, connected to your handlebars and your stem, right? And it's a circle of lights, and these circle of lights um, show you your direction. So it connects to your phone, and let's say you want to, and it connects to Google Maps. So you want to go to the Cogren Crank. So it shows you left, right, straight, and it has a light. It's an alarm. It, what what else yep. did it do? It lets you know when you fucked up and you got to do a U-turn too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, thing yeah. turns red. <laughs> it's pretty much a, a device that tells you directions. It has an alarm system, an alarm system. Right, right. Yeah, and it tells you uh, when you receive texts or calls and stuff like that. The retail price for this is 150 That's not bad. If you're into gadgets, that I, I saw it, it's, it is pretty dope. I'm, you know what? It's also light. Oh, oh, it it's is also, light. Yeah, it is a light. It turns on by itself. Right. And then when you're not in motion, it turns off. During the daylight, it's off, and at night, it automatically turns on as soon as you move your bike. I'm personally not into bike gadgets because I don't like a lot of shit on my bike, but this I would allow attached to my bicycle. It's pretty dope. Yeah. I mean, I don't need directions. I sometimes like to get lost and then find my way back on my own. But That's what's fun about riding bikes is getting lost in neighborhoods. It, does it have a speaker? I didn't, I didn't. No. They need to hook up with Mubotics for that. No. <laughs> there is other companies out there. That's true. It kind of looked like a boombotix, though. I think it's popular because some people are not good with riding bikes and finding where they need to go. And with this, it simplifies it for them. Even though you should be able to do this on your own, but this is, you know, this, this uh, smart halo is a device that, you know, could help those that are not able to do that on their own i think i think it's cool i know one reason why i would get it 
what's the selling point for me is, you know, you you have a destination that you want to go to, and this is how I how I learn, or this is how I started. This is how I navigated the streets when I first moved to LA. I'd say, okay, I live right here on Reseda Nordoff, and I need to get to Van Nuys and Ventura. How am I going to get there? And I go, okay, I'm going to go all the way down Reseda, and I'm going to look for Sherman Way. And then when I get to Sherman Way, I'm going to pull my phone out again. So I'd get to Sherman Way, pull my phone out, and I'd go, okay, where am I going to go next? I'm going to go all the way down to Van Nuys. So when I got to Van Nuys, I'd pull my phone out again. And I'd say, okay, where am I going next? Do you see what I'm saying? So for me, that would just stop, that would eliminate all that. Because it would just tell me point by point while I'm riding how to get to where I need to go. That's where I'm at. You know what I mean? And so that, that would be a good selling point for me. And you're, you have full attention to the road you're on and you don't have to look at your phone or anything. Right, right, right. You know, I don't have to pull dope. my phone out or none of that shit, you know? And so I think it's, I think it's pretty dope. It has a light. It, it has the alarm system. What I'm curious about is if the alarm goes off, does it hit your phone up saying your bike's getting jacked? I didn't, I didn't see that. They didn't mention it in the video. Yeah, I don't think it's a Viper alarm system. <laughs> <laughs> That's old school, bro. Is that what Viper alarm systems do? I don't think so. Don't okay. Think so. okay. <laughs> Step away from the vehicle. I remember when the Viper alarm systems first came out, and I remember seeing the commercials when I was a kid, and the guy was trying to steal the car, and then this unanimated snake came out the of nowhere. Viper. Yeah, and, and it was like snapped at him. I was like, oh, shit, these cars uh, have snakes in them. That car is died. No, that, that alarm commercials were dope. I remember those. That'd be cool. Yeah, they they raised a lot of money. I mean, only asking. Can you imagine if you had a Kickstarter? You're only asking for fifty thousand, and then all of a sudden the world gives you two hundred fifty quarter million dollars, and you're like, oh, what? I would thank the world over and over every single day for that blessing, because that's dope. Then now you have extra to, you know, build more stuff into it exactly. if you wanted to, like a speaker. <clears throat> oh, clever, <laughs> clever. But then again, what have I built? Hey. hey. Well, you do do construction. Do you build shit? Yeah, at work, we do all kinds of shit. You pretty much, I'm not just an electrician. You got to be an engineer slash architect slash Home Depot guy because they make you work. And, you know, Mexicans work hard. We like that shit. Hell yeah. That's sick. But look, man, I think this little smart halo... I think it'll it'll benefit people. I hope so. Sure. I, I hope to see it in the streets. I'm not one. They have it on. If you make a $99 donation, you'll get one on Kickstarter. Which Kickstarter? Is, yeah, which is a good deal because I guess they're trying to MSRP them at $150. Um, a $50 discount, which is a big deal, I think. Um, but my thing when it comes to technology is I never buy first-generation items. I wait till they work on it for some years, and then they kind of got it down, and I wait to see a bunch of people use it, see you know if it holds up, you know what I mean? Well, if you do purchase a Smart Halo, uh, give us back some feedback. We'd Seriously. like to know how it worked for you. Yeah, yeah, we really would. That'd be dope. So LACBC and Merrick Garcetti... Uh, and LABCP is the Los Angeles County Bicycle Coalition. Uh, they teamed up with the LA Mayor, Mayor Garcetti, uh, to end all traffic deaths by 2025. So they're claiming that, they, yeah, right? They're claiming that nobody is going to die on a bike by 2025. Don't die! <laughs> the mayor, uh, they're gathering signatures for petitions that promise to end all traffic deaths, pedestrians, and bike-related by 2025. Now, 
don't that's know. a big conversation itself because how the hell are they gonna fucking do that? Well, what about the DUI drivers? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's always people running over people that are drunk and they get a little uh, time sentence. Right. You know, but I don't think they're gonna be able to. I think what they think they're going to try to do, just like some weeks ago when we spoke about, they're trying to put 300 miles of new bike roads here in L.A. County, right? And so what they want to probably do is they're just trying to create awareness. To be honest with you, there's no way they could stop deaths by two. There's no way they could call that. Do you see what I'm saying? That's like me saying, you know what? I'm living forever. Fuck the bullshit. I don't care what anybody says. I'm not dying. I don't care. Whatever. That's but like, they're, say, they're saying like, yeah, we're going to end all traffic deaths. I don't know about that. Are they going to build a tube around the bike pass in L.A.? That's the only way they'd be able to do it. I mean, I don't know. There's too many. There's too many. There's too many, way too many, dude. How are they going to cover all that air? There's so much traffic. There's so much going on. The, I think what they, they honestly are extremely confident in the bike path situation that they're going to create in this county. Do you see what I'm saying? And they feel like it's a foolproof plan, which, I mean, it might be. Do you see I, I personally, I'm, I'm not hating on the plan. I think that's a dope plan. The more cyclists we can keep alive, the better. Don't you agree? I 100%. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I personally hate cyclists. I think they all, should all get smashed. But, uh, to, but I mean, it, it, that's a great idea. Uh -huh. Fucking hell yeah. And I applaud them for sure. I applaud and them. And all fucking cyclists does because it does get pretty aggressive. But to say that like they're really going to end all of it, that's, uh, I don't know. That's, Maybe a high percentage for sure. High percentage because I think what they want to do is they're trying to create more bicycle awareness in Los Angeles. I think that's why they're, they're confidently saying that because they, they were, that's why they're getting petitions, they're getting people to sign this, they're letting people know, they're getting 300 miles of new roads in the streets, and they're just, they just want everybody to just know that, hey, cyclists are here. You know what I mean? Let's make sure we don't smash them. Let's be nice. There's a three feet. The three feet law. law. Don't forget. Maybe the cops will start writing tickets on the three feet law. They're like, they'll pull you over, boop, and you're like, oh, officer, what'd you pull me over for? I've been driving okay. You actually got two, two and a, two and a half, two and a half close to that bicycle. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna have to write you up. I'm gonna have to write you up. I'm gonna have to write you up. Um, Watch out, three free rule, you know? So if L.A. County really does that, I'm, I'm curious. 2025, that's what's 2015 right now. That's 10 years from now. I think I'm going to be 37 years old. We'll see. We'll see. Also, um, the Bicycle Coalition is they're trying to do a head count on really how many cyclists are here in L.A. And, and so what they're doing is they're just having little counting stations all over Los Angeles. 
they, they just want, want to get a cycling census. I think the reason why they're doing this, I was trying to, a, a while ago, I was trying to figure out how many cyclists there really are in Los Angeles. I was just trying to get a number of how many cyclists there are in California and even in the United States, right? And what the issue was, what I was reading, was that nobody really knows. People see a lot of cyclists, but nobody really knows how many numbers there are because it's kind of hard to kind of get that going, you know what I mean? And so I could see why the Bicycle Coalition wants to do this for LA County. They want to really do the census and get involved and say, hey, we want to help you figure out how many cyclists there are so we can know how many, you know, What's guess, the number? What's the number for whatever? Or a rough estimate because I don't think they're going to get everyone from LA. No, they can't get everyone. Yeah, so they might estimate it. They might. They might. Guestimate it, you know? Tell people to go. So, so if, you, I, uh, if you want to form part of that and, and uh, help the process, go check. Help LA County. I mean, you're helping your local cyclists. They're not doing this to... Uh, to I mean, I don't see any bad reasons why they would be doing this. Bicycle Coalition does some really good things. Yeah. If you're in L.A., man, go help out. The more cyclists, uh, heads we can get out there, the better. For sure. For sure. Um, let's see. What else? What else? Oh, dude. Red Hooks this week. Upcoming events. Red Hook. Let's, we could chat about Red <laughs> Hook for a while. <laughs> Live. No, yeah, <laughs> nice, dude. No, Red Hook's going down this Saturday. A lot of heavy hitters out there in Barcelona, Spain. It's going to be sick. It's going to be fast. I uh, think they're going to have a live feed on uh, some new uh, website. Uh, I think it's Protoscope or Shut up. something like that. Yeah, live feed. They're going to have a live feed? Yeah. Uh, it's the first time somebody doing that, so I'm going to check it out and see what that looks like. We'll see what's up. So I'm going to be ready for that. There's going to be a lot of the guys from out here uh, in California. Good luck to everyone, man. Be safe and go hard. Seriously. Let them know that we go hard, too. Have you seen that Bigarelli that they're giving away? Yeah, that Chinelli? Nice. Shout out to Chinelli. Nice. Looks nice. It's beautiful. <laughs> it looks dope. With the red yeah, hook yeah. rims. Yeah. The red Imagine, hook wheels. But winning that, that's dope. If like, I won that. it. I would feel I'd be so I'd probably go rob a bank afterwards. That's how confident I feel. Nah, man. No, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't well, rob a bank. Well, I mean, more power to you. I hope you get away if you do. No. But I'm miss me with that because. <laughs> but you, I mean, just <laughs> winning. I mean, winning a red hook. You know. I mean, how exciting would that be in itself? Look, it's not easy. It's not easy. You got. Now you got Bahati going out there. Bahati's out there in uh, Barcelona. Shout out Bahati. We'll see how it does. That's why I want to stay tuned because now there's some like real heavy hitters joining this uh, underground fixie thing, and they're racing at the most elite one that I know, which is Red Hook. Which is I want to see the outcome. So you're gonna have me posted. I'm gonna I'm gonna be watching everything, Instagram, all up on there, as they say nuts because I want to I want to know who's gonna win. You know, and they're also going to have the women's races. It's going to be dope. It's going to be a lot of action this Saturday, so we'll see how it turns out. Cool. I wish we had a private jet to Barcelona so we can see what's good. Well, you know what? Um, we will one day, but okay. right now, we ain't got it like that. All right. We are, we're pretty much on EVT, per se. I know. I hear you. If there's anybody at Bounty's <laughs> Airport Faking that wants to let us borrow it. their airport <laughs> or their private jet. I live around the corner from Van Nuys Airport, and I see... All the private jets daily fly in. If you have a private helicopter or, or jet, yeah. uh, you can stop by the Compton Airport, <laughs> scoop me up, and let's roll. Let's roll. <laughs> <laughs> Meet up. 8 p.m. Compton Airport. I might come with an entourage. I can't call it. We're flying out. Could, you, could they hold their, our bikes inside their planes? But, yeah, man. So, I mean, if we, uh, if we could next year, I'm, I'm hoping to take the team. We might have to hustle ourselves. 
but, oh, that's uh, cool. We want to get out there for sure. That's and super then cool. There's another Red Hook coming up right after that. Well, not right after, but they're going to do it in Italy. Uh-huh. And I'm hoping I can hustle to go to that one. But I've never been to Italy. Oof. So we'll, we'll I have, love spaghetti I'll have to hustle so by myself. Much. So we'll see. You know what I'm saying? Get out there. Bobbity boobity. Bobbity boobity. All that. Mario. Stuff. You guys play Mario. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's horrible. I never do that. Um, Italy, I remember, I have a small Italy story. My dad told me this, and I'll never forget it. So my dad traveled a lot, and he went to Italy. And he said that he was having such a good time that he said, yo, what's the date today? And somebody was like, it's April 23rd. And he said, what? My birthday was 10 days ago. That's how much fun that's he was having? That's how much fun birthday? he was having? <laughs> that's dope. He forgot that's his a birthday good story 10 days ago. That's a good story to have from Italy. That's a solid story. I mean, yeah. am I right? Ever yeah. since he told me that, I was like, I never forgot. I was like, oh, I need to get down in Italy for sure. So I'm going to see if I can make it out there, man. We'll see. Because Red Hook always brings out the top guys, man. Always. And it lets you know your place. When you go, you're either at the top or you're at the bottom or, you know, but it lets you know where you stand. So I, I like it. It's very competitive. I like it a lot. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. Well, good luck to all those guys. Yeah, good luck, safe. everyone, man. I hope you guys uh, come on on top of everybody. Be safe out there because it does get a little aggressive. Good luck to everyone. And enjoy, enjoy the, the fucking scenery, man. Barcelona's beautiful. For sure. Hell for yeah. sure. We'll be looking for those live feeds, too. That's something to really see straight yeah, up. Good luck to everyone. Also, this Saturday, also we also have the GOK race, the King of Turnbull. You know what I'm saying? Whittier, uh, in Whittier at Central Park. And it, that's going to be this Saturday at 9 a.m. And uh, I did it last year. I came in fifth. Okay. Yeah, it, it was dope. Um, Deg from Leader won last year. Yeah, he came in first. And I believe it was uh, Jacob um, from Frequent Flyer. Alberto. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Manny from GOK came in second. Yeah, yeah that's right. They're state champion. What's up, Manny? Uh, so it was Deg first place, Manny second place, Jacob third, uh, Alberto from uh, Christian Society came in fourth, and myself I came in fifth. So it was dope. I was ooh, it, it was, was tough. I was watch, I was watching. I remember last year's uh, King of Turnbull, and I was. I was shocked because I've never been up there in Whittier like that in the hills, and it was so beautiful, and it was it was it was so steep. It looked hard. It you know what? It's just oh, man, it's fun, but you got to work for it. Yeah. And you got to pick the right gear ratio, at least if you're going on a track bike, because they have both a track bike and a road category. And I'll be doing it on track bike. I'll be out there racing this weekend as well with my teammates. But you got to pick the right gear ratio. What gear ratio are you going to use? I don't know yet. I, I'm thinking like 48.18, 48.17, but there's some really steep sections, so I don't know yet. Maybe like a 46.17, really light, something really light. Yeah, so we'll see. I don't know yet. Okay. I haven't decided. All right, all right, cool, cool, cool. Last year I took like a 48.15, and yeah, it was tough. I had to get, I, in one of the sections I think I jumped off the bike, and then I got right back on and pushed it. I got footage of it. Yeah. Do you remember what you said to me? When you I got, don't remember. You got off the bike, and you you were kind of taking a little breather. Oh, that's right. And, yeah, I remember now. And then you and got then off the bike. You're and You're like, how you feeling? And I'm like, yo. Don't never be afraid to get off the bike. You can get off the bike. It's okay to get off the bike. Exactly. <laughs> and then I was like, all right, I'm gone. I remember. Yeah, that was cool. Exactly. So, yeah, fuck yeah, dude. That was dope. Cool, cool, cool. So, uh, also, yeah, so shout out to GLK. That's going to be really cool, and I'm going to be out there. We're all going to be out there. Mm -hmm. And it's early. 
early Saturday morning. I know yep. nobody likes waking up early on a Saturday. I know I don't. I'm okay with that. On a Saturday morning. I'm okay with that. I don't like waking up early on Saturday morning. Well, oh, shit. I wake up every week, during, day during the week at 4 a.m. to go to work. See, so. and that's the thing. You don't want to sleep in on Saturday morning? I'd, I'd rather go race. I hear you. That's well, dedication. Yeah. I'd rather that's, go race. That's racing for your ass sleep right there. In, psh, wake up. Like, oh, I missed the race. Fuck that. I feel all bad. Okay. Training for nothing. Nah, man. I'll see you guys Saturday. Shout out to everybody. Uh, it's going to be at the GLK race Saturday. Cool. Can't wait. Woo! <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Also, uh, also Sunday, September 6th, the following day, uh, they're going to have Tour de Parks of Long Beach, and it's going to go from 9.30 a.m. to 1 p.m., and uh, you can RSVP at labike.org uh-huh. uh, to join the ride. Okay. Okay, that's super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, also, don't forget... Critical Mass, man, September 19th at 1 p.m. at uh, Georgie's Place in Long Beach. Uh, you can uh, donate any old bikes that you have to the Cog and Crank. Uh, we're loaning bikes to all those people that uh, don't have one. You know what I'm saying? That uh, you can you can buy you can come by and uh, pick up a loaner and go to the ride. Right, and and what's cool about this Critical Mass is that uh, the Cog and Crank is hooked up with that organization for the loaner bikes. So. Um, you know the this it's a, like critical mass for kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you know sometimes the parents can't. What I was explained was what we'll explain is the parents can't really you know have all their bikes they out there, but they would like to you know borrow some bikes for the organization to ride around with their kids. And so uh, Will is here at the Cog and Crank is collecting bikes, and he's you know if the bike doesn't work too well, you know he'll put it together. He's a good guy. He knows what he's doing. You know, and he he uh, he's gonna put it out there to let other people use it. You know, and he's gotten a lot of bikes so far so thank you to all those people that have donated thank you so much yeah, yes yeah. thank you very much a lot of people are going to get to ride those man that don't have bikes as well and the thing is that if you have a bike that's either flat or looks rusty you know bring it in we'll fix it up no for worries. sure for sure if you're in the cog and i was going to say if you're in the cog and crank area <laughs> if you're in the long beach area this is a dope shop so yeah. definitely come through. So uh, another great show. Thank every, I want to thank everyone for listening. I'm not even done yet. I have a few other things to talk oh, about. Shit, my Ad- bad. Edgar's trying to kill shit right away. My bad. Real quick, <laughs> and I, I want to mention this because somebody emailed me the other day. The last segment, and we're done. We're promised. Somebody emailed me, and they this was this guy. He was like, "Yo, I'm 27 years old, you know, and I see everybody talking about these fixie kids and fixie this and fixie that, and I, I I'd like to ride. I'd like to get a fixie bike, but is it only just for kids?" You know, could could I ride? I'm, I'm 27. I'm gonna turn 28. Am I too old? And I thought that was I thought that was very cool that he was actually able to put put himself out there and actually email me and, and ask. You know, I'm 27. I ride on a fixie. I just started honestly three or four years ago. I started when I was 26. Really? Yep. So perfect, dude. I wish I would have started when I was younger, but yeah, there is no. There's no time frame for you to start riding bikes. Okay. As, you know what I'm saying? Especially on the street. Uh, our good friend Tony from Rat Pack in Torrance, he's like in his 50s. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And putting in work, still yeah. out there getting it on a brakeless track bike. I know this cat. His name is Napoleon. He's a black dude uh, from Englewood, and he's like 44, 45 years old, mm-hmm. and he does at least 100 miles a day or something like that on yeah. his fixie. Like, he so, does work. So there you go. You, there is no age limit at all, man. Don't be afraid to go out there and try it. 27, you got a lot of time. You got a lot of time. You got a yeah. lot of time to learn. You know what yeah. I mean? 30, still got a lot of time. You Th- know, you can, you can go out there and ride. You don't have to be a certain age to go into the, uh, the racing group if that's what you want to do. Not right. get out there. Right. Oh, yeah. Definitely. 
There's a lot of older riders out there that are still putting in work. So, nah, don't be scared to get out there, man. Don't worry about your age. That's cool. That's cool. And if you have any other questions like that or if you want to know what else, uh, if you want have any other topics you want us to talk about, let us know. You know, somebody emailed us on ratios. They wanted to know more information about ratios, what's good about this, what's bad about that, and we were able to talk about it. You know, the gentleman asked if he's cool enough at the age of 27 to ride on a fixie bike and of course he is man you know don't trip and just like if you have any other questions hit us up you know we have no problem answering them we have no problem having fun talking about it yeah don't feel pressure to ride a certain gear ratio because everyone's clowning on you like yeah. i said the gear ratio is whatever you're comfortable with so right. ride what you're comfortable with everybody right right i think i'm gonna go up to a 49 15 for what you ain't gonna race damn <laughs> Oh, my God. You'll see me. You'll see me. <laughs> Anyways, good show. Thank you so much. And uh, tune in, hey, stay, tune in. Uh, I'll keep updated. Dean's, Dean's uh, racing uh, coverage. I'll have it for you. Racing guys. season's uh, over, but I'm training. Man, cyclocross is coming up. Cyclocross no excuses. Is oh, okay. See, look, y'all, y'all heard of Y'all heard of oh, I'm not making go. any excuses. <laughs> I'm not like, I need a cyclocross bike. I don't have a cyclocross right. bike. So where can they find us for the podcast, Dean? Okay, great question. You can find us on iTunes or you can find us on Podcast Addict if you have an Android or Podcast Republic. That's right. Yeah, pod, I don't. I get. I'm funny about Podcast Republic because I don't have that one on my phone. I have Podcast Addict. But either way, they're really good apps. And if you have an Apple, you can find us on iTunes. Just search Cyclecast. Yeah. Also, uh, sorry to cut you off, Dean. Also, uh, look out for the Team Cero Miedo page coming out next week. We're going to be uh, having some material on there that uh, if you want to get purchased, we'll have some stuff on there. And uh, just you know, some shirts, sweaters, stuff like that. Support the team and stuff. It's all good. Also, um, we're going to have on there at the, at the same website, we're going to have some uh, like a little photo shoot set up. It's going to be dope. Our producer, Yvette, set that up. So it's going to be dope. Yeah, it's all good, though. But check it out. Team Settle Me on the website coming through. Uh, yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening. That's what's Hell up. Yeah. Thank you so much. And uh, download us. Tune in. Stream us. Thank you, The Cog and Crank. Thank you, Will. Thank you, Judy. And Quahetti, everybody. Woo!